right and the left. That's correct. You are. Because you're living on a line. TLE is like this the second best stress reliever we have, fellas. It's close second too. It's really a close second. Or occasionally I'm, I'm getting into an argument to hear with someone both at a bar. Of you say that because <laughs> <laughs> from from our from our group chat, <laughs> stress Aaron, relief is not the first thing I associate with recording. <laughs> well, it's usually once your shit gets resolved, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back uh, down right. to earth. Let me start off with a, a really joyous video uh, car that you discovered really about 15 minutes before recording. I just finished wiping the tears from my face. Su yeah, super fresh. So let's get just get right back into it here. Um, I'm a fan of golf, but I'm more of a fan of golf when it when it goes like this. Can you can you yeah, set you gotta love it. Okay. Can you set the stage for? I'll set the stage for it. So it's a camera. It's a traditional golf camera angle behind the tee box diagonal. So you're seeing the golfer, and it's looking real professional. You know, he's he's dressed up, and then in the background there is one elk knelt down beyond, underneath another elk, and I'll let the video play. Okay, let me know if you can hear it. Yeah, you gotta love the photo. Good. You yeah. can hear that? Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Here we go. Yeah, you got to love the focus here with the driver on 13. A deer is sucking off another deer in the background and does not face him as he rips that down the middle. That's about 315. Yeah, you got to love it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> a deer is sucking off another deer. The, the, the places where he flirts with breaking from golf voice and... and, and <laughs> And then the places golf where he voice. sticks to golf voice are uh -huh. so good. It okay. does not phase him. <laughs> yeah, you got to love the focus here with the driver on 13. A deer is sucking off another deer in the background. It does not phase him as he rips that down the middle. That's about 315. It's like almost like a baseball cadence. Sucking yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Dude, a deer is sucking off sucking another deer. On, you gotta love the concentration here. <laughs> oh man, what a yeah, video. that's good. Yeah. Do you think deers do that a lot? I don't know, man. It raises some questions. <laughs> I've never, never seen or nor heard of a deer sucking off another deer. No, in my time. Not. Yeah, yeah, I don't really know, man. So, Car, you can uh, if if you want, you can be the director here today. Um, I was uh, you'll you'll know. The only thing I want to complain about here is unfortunately the Airbnb that we rented in Martha's Vineyard comes with a couple of costs. So despite the fact that we're having a lovely time out here, at the expense of Ron DeSantis, we unfortunately have to do quite a few things before we leave here. Got to do some chores, uh, dishes need to be washed. Yeah. It's a four hundred dollar cleaning you know fee, what? but we still have to do all we'll that. We'll recuperate those costs. No Perhaps. problem. Perhaps. Plenty yeah, of car, copper. Car, before you take us in, um, this is a thing, and I, I should have known about it, but uh, Airbnb, um, especially this one in particular, um, th hundreds of dollars of cleaning fees in some cases uh, mm -hmm. are being charged to people despite the fact that they have to clean their own places. There's a list of things that came out recently that Airbnb is taking heat for as a company in relation to cleaning fees. Uh, you probably will not really guess what some of these are. The most obvious one, unfortunately, fellas, we're going to have to do our own laundry, mm. which sucks. Yeah. But worse than that, and I mean quite a bit worse than that, we have to go outside and feed the farm animals. It's in the contract. We got to feed the Airbnb, farm animals? Airbnb taking heat because uh, – customer was charging a $143 cleaning fee, despite the fact that it says you have to do your own laundry and feed the nearby farm animals. <laughs> Is that <laughs> How real? Do you like that? That's super real, dude. It's wow. extremely real. Yeah, even that worse, another person's upset, $150 cleaning fee, and they have to mow the lawn. <laughs> oh, brutal. That's ridiculous. You know what? I can see having to feed the farm animals because, you know, somebody has to. They have to get fed. So and it's not it, to me. That's not a big deal. It but really, mowing the lawn is a little excessive. That's a bit. That's not a big deal to you. Going to have to go outside and feeding some stinking bovines. No. They were uh, really. 
No. Like, you want to go do, then you'd go take that chore. Then you go do it tomorrow. Yeah, I, I'm, I think I'm with Aaron on this one in that if you take an Airbnb in a <clears throat> like rural getaway location, like that's got to be the business model, Martha's right? Vineyard. I guess the problem is Airbnbs are in such high demand. The, the, the sellers can do whatever they want. Now, um, so is the situation that you have to pay the fee if you fail to feed the farm animals? No, it's a cleaning fee. It's a cleaning fee that's mandatory. They charge it, and it, it's supposed to go towards a cleaning crew. Oh, uh, all right. Yeah, yeah, I don't see. Here's the thing: is that I, I, the cleaning fee irritates me because it's a way to get. And I haven't had any. I haven't got an Airbnb in a while, but it's a way to boost your listing as a cheaper listing until you get in and total mm-hmm. it all up, and then they tack on the cleaning fee. It's like I just want to see the listings rated from cheapest to most Tant expensive. Tant amount of fraud, dude. It's it tantamount amount of fraud. And and Airbnb facilitates it by not doing what you're saying and, just raise the it, fee. and, and prioritizing those things. Just on raise top. the fee. Don't give me a cleaning well, fee. Just well, raise ju- the fee. Well or yeah, exactly. Or include both things in the price that I see. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. Just include both things. So like Average across all U.S. properties, cleaning fees one hundred and forty three dollars a night as of, as of June thirtieth. No, 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 that's the cleaning fee. It is a. It's more like it's a deposit you don't get back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's that's a forty four percent increase from five years ago. Sure. For no well, reason, the coastal properties in the five most popular coastal properties, on average, four hundred and twenty dollar cleaning fee. Hmm. And, yeah. that's, and that's despite your stay, the length of your stay. There's no difference. You could say for one night or five, it's four hundred fifty, four hundred twenty dollars, mm-hmm. and you have to go outside and mow the fucking grass, and mow the lawn. <laughs> yeah, see, see, this is this is uh, this is like where it just sucks because I remember when Airbnb and these type like VRBO, like they used to be truly almost like local networks. Like VRBO started in Colorado. I'm pretty sure when I was there and you used to be able to get condos super cheap. What is VRBO? Uh, vacation rental by owner. Oh, okay. And uh, it used to be, it used to just be for uh, Colorado skiers basically. And then it just expanded and kind of rode the back of Airbnb uh, of like social acceptance for this type of thing. But then yeah. obviously as soon as governments get involved and they like, you know, in the hotel lobby and all this stuff, it's like, then they have to charge all these fees because of the taxes they're paying for short term rentals. And uh, it, it, you know, it just drives the price up. That's ridiculous. You know, it, used, I, it used to legitimately be really cheap. I will say, um, I am forgetting my market oriented mindset on this because you're right. The government and regulations certainly have got a lot to do with the fact that prices generally are increasing. But the government is not mandating that there were protocols uh, from individual sellers that included, in one case, a 36-page handbook requiring hosts to wash all hard surfaces with soap and water, <laughs> vacuum the floors, disinfect all switches, among other things. Wow. That's all, that's all the seller, man. Yeah. yeah. That's all the tyranny of the individual That seller, does sound dude. a little COVID-ish, though. Well, I'm sure. I guess I will say this. The, we can thank the media and the government for making people go psychotic yeah. into the fact that they would need a 36-page. How, how can a 36-page manual that's only about cleaning exist? Well, <laughs> what, what kind of a psychopath runs that Airbnb? <laughs> yeah, I saw a lot can of them on the imagine? news over the last three years. Yeah, um, you're right. You're speaking right. of which, you'll be relieved to come to the understanding, Birdo, that that type of practice might just be coming to an end because oh, let's our hope. president, Joe oh. Biden, has yeah. declared the end of oh my the COVID God. pandemic. Did he do this? He did. It's over. It's over. Snap of a finger. Unfortunately, he also declared that we are inextricably intertwined with Taiwan. Yeah, he also did. He's been making a lot of pretty bizarre declarations recently. Of course, the COVID declaration is a little bit of a, a of a non-starter because you know it's the pandemic is over, <clears throat> meaning I yeah, need to be celebrated. Right. But also, we're still de- dealing with it, so it's like you know right. the typical bullshit. But how um, do you? That's not shouldn't be allowed legally to be able to declare the end of a pandemic. You, everybody should have to go. No, yeah, not on sixty minutes. <laughs> You're not allowed to do that. Man, the You're clips that came out of that were really mind-boggling. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I, it makes me want to go watch the sixty minutes. Honestly, because I, I did watch the sixty minutes. I did, and you? yeah, you know, I'm into that kind of shit. But the reason why I actually watched it was because I was looking to see where the veil would crack, so we could see what parts of him aren't Joe Biden. Yeah, and 
I'm I'm gonna say like I'm gonna uh, let me lift the kayfabe here a little bit. Uh, that interview actually shook my faith about what we believe. Okay. Uh, Very I, high production quality. It was extremely high production quality. So I watched it, and the entire time I'm looking at his face, right? I'm tr- scanning for details on his face, like a psycho. I'm scanning Three left feet and from right. The TV. Dude, I was very close to the television. Mm-hmm. And it shook my faith a little bit that there's multiple Joes, dude. That really? Joe, that Joe is obviously their number one Joe. The Joe, Joe they one. use the most. That's it. Well, it's Joe too, because Joe one died of a brain. Oh, okay. Okay. I was, I was, uh, that's yeah. kind of what I was going to get at. Yeah. I, yeah. That's okay. Joe two. But Joe two, here's, <laughs> you're, you're going to like this. Here's where my lack of faith comes in. Yeah, we've seen some body doubles, right? Mm-hmm. We've we've obviously seen a couple of guys that look a lot like Joe 2. Not Joe 1. They look a lot like Joe 2, the guy on 60 Minutes. Yeah. But here's the thing. It's like a ship of Theseus in a way. Yeah. If right. that guy has been the president mainly the whole time, then he's that is Joe Biden. <laughs> yes, yes. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, the, the so Thesean, I had a little the, bit of a our quandary. First, our first Theseian president. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. So it's like, yes. But here, okay, here's the point I'm trying to illustrate. You probably are following me, but let me, let me, cl- let me use one more case study. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when Hillary Clinton fell down because she's a sickly old woman who's a minute from hell? I do. Do you remember how not long after that, there was a very obvious body double that wasn't Hillary Clinton? Yes. I'm sure everybody remembers that one. And and at no point did we go, there's no real Hillary. We were always like, well, that's a body double of of the original Hillary, who's a sickly old demonic crone Mm -hmm. who's going to hell. That was that was what we said. So. My thing is, like I was saying, if that's Joe Biden, Joe too is the real Joe Biden at this point, he's taken primacy, then we have to look at it from a different way. You know what I mean? I see what it's, you're saying. It, we, it, we need a different sort of approach to the Joe Biden body double thing because there really is a Joe, even though he's not the first Joe, he's primarily Joe now. He's I the think, primary Joe. I think it can't hurt to continue to keep our eyes open. We have to. We will. And as the number one Biden tracking podcast of the country and, and maybe the world, we oh, have an obligation to our listeners to uh, contractually, yeah. actually. Um, yeah. Like, now, I get what you're saying. Like, this is probably the primary Joe that they have on tap to fulfill, you know, the, the heavy not, lifting. Yeah. And not the original Joe, but right he's now. been in the seat for so long. He, he has, in a sense become more joe than the original joe he's developed joe's a workhorse he's developed oh yeah he's 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 actually pretty reliable extremely he's around a lot i like this This joe Joe is the best joe they have yeah Yeah. as far as work ethic goes this joe's this joe's pretty solid they had the original racist joe yeah right and he died of a brain aneurysm but they and he died of a brain aneurysm in or around the time of the obama presidency okay that's when he died of a brain aneurysm then you have Joe too, who has really like taken the role of Joe and ran with it, right? So he's more authentically Joe than the first Joe, who we'll call racist Joe. This Joe, authentic Joe, is number two. And then there's two other Joes. There's babyhead Joe, and you know when I say yeah. that, which exactly which one I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. There's one Biden body double out there whose head is way too big for the neck that it's on. And then there's a, a final Joe who's never gotten any airtime, but they use him, especially during the COVID pandemic when he had a mask on, they use him to just do like engagements, like mm-hmm. handshaking engagements. Those are our three Joes, which are iterations of the first Joe, who's no longer Joe because the second Joe is so much more Joe than him. It's like method acting. That's where we're at, dude. It's and like- it's psychotic because it's real. Yeah. Yeah, it sure is. It sure is. That actually uh, brought me back to <laughs> our episode that we did probably three years ago when <laughs> when when the first Hillary uh, body double came out, and we had we quite so an mad, interesting, right? yeah. uh, interesting text exchange before uh, before the episode. Oh, I wish I could pull that one back up. Yeah, Golly. about uh, she's, how she's literally a demon. A demon. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I think that was the moment when I angel pilled you. Or yeah, something I think like no, that. I I literally look back and that was like a a bending point in in my in my spiritual life. I brought you almost back to twenty two year old car camping. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Oh, yeah. golly. So that um, was what we were dealing with there. Uh, I've got other stories, Car, so anytime you want, I can reach into no, the bag yeah. and pull uh, some stuff out here. Well, um, yeah, no, I just I wanted to bring I wanted to bring uh to bring to light that the pandemic uh has been over. I also wanted Excellent. to uh shine some light on a different pandemic that is apparently over, uh, which is monkeypox. What? I haven't seen anything we on monkeypox. Started. I know, I, we were getting it rolling. I saw something what? the other day. Oh, did What'd you see? Uh, the first pediatric case in New Hampshire was oh, uh, within the last. God. Well, uh, should we make the obvious jokes or should we just leave we that just, to hang? I I just want to leave it. Like okay. I, uh, all right, it it hurts. What else we got? <laughs> Delaware. Uh, you guys oh, yes. recognize the next this. site, uh, the next site of the drop. <laughs> yes, the next drop site, DeSantis drop zone, dude. They were literally calling it the Martha's Vineyard airlift. <laughs> dude, <laughs> this, uh, this, this shit is getting, uh, I mean, obviously it's insane, but it's getting really, really funny. So, I guess the residents of Rehoboth Beach, which I don't know if you guys are familiar with Rehoboth Beach, uh, it's a it's definitely a, a Martha's Vineyard esque place, not to the degree of Martha's Vineyard, uh, this beautiful place that we're podcasting from, but uh, they are bracing for some imminent uh, uh, airdrop of illegal Im- Venezuelan immigrants via plane uh, into a local regional airport. Now, I I did I couldn't help but think, you know, they they say that um, energy is never created nor destroyed. Yeah, uh, it, it merely changes forms. And I'm I kind of wanted to pose this question to the group. Is the new immigrant airlift? Is this the iteration, the energy change harnessed from the original caravan? Oh, wow. Uh, I didn't never thought about it that vibrating way. through space time. I never actually never connected those two events. How about that? I have to think about that. Think about it. I think I think it's like the dumbest thing to caravans? say. Yes. Well, he's saying the sort of the spirit of the caravan. Yes. This is, yeah, this is I guess how like the this is how the reaction was always going to go, sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. I I um I think it's the I think it's the dumbest thing Ron DeSantis has done is in his entire tenure. Really? I do. Why? I, is that? I think it's utterly pointless. I think the human trafficking line caught on way harder than even he expected. I think he committed a felony, if it's indeed can be traced back to him. Uh, And it's not a human trafficking felony. It's actually called smuggling. Uh, There are federal laws against the facilitation of moving illegal immigrants from state to state. Oh, man. So he he could be roasted by like one of the laws that he would theoretically support. Support absolutely one thousand percent. Yes, that that could also be kind of a, a trap for the feds too to to pursue that angle and him being like, "What are you going to do? Like, are you going to oust me?" Uh, I, if they charge, yeah. If, I mean, if they charge him with a felony, yeah, yeah. That like yes, that that, will, that would be like the the I guess tipping point. You know he's down. you know he's being investigated by um uh a police department in the county in Texas where they picked up the immigrants. Yeah, Bear County, I think, right? Yeah. He's being investigated. Ron, Ron DeSantis or Abbott? No, Ron. DeSantis, Ron. I think. So the way that it worked was they, they under false pretenses, this is what they're alleging. I, I don't know. This is what they're alleging. Under false pretenses, illegal immigrants were, um, uh, were enticed into going on an airplane to Florida, where then they were brought on another airplane to Martha's Vineyard. That's what they're investigating. And if Ron DeSantis has anything to do with it. Yeah, that always um, I, confused me how the immigrant, like they came in through Texas and then somehow, like blank space, they're in Florida and then they're in Martha's Vineyard. Well, they the thing is, and I think a lot of people would be tempted to go, well, if you're going to prosecute DeSantis, you have to prosecute Kamala Harris. You have to prosecute Joe Biden, who were flying people in the night yeah. all over the country. Yes. And my answer to that is, no, they don't. Yeah, yeah they, right. No, they do. Not, they're not obligated to do that. They now, never have. When, you, you when think they the were feds are going to be fair? When they were that, flying people, where, where were the they That's the average conservative just fucking stomping on the bear trap. <laughs> where were they flying people? You know, Carr, at this point, I don't remember. 
I don't even um, remember this episode. Or was it just kind of a systemic thing that flew under the radar? No, there was a period of time. Well, were they flying I'm into a Fox sanctuary? News watcher. Were they, yeah, yes, they oh, were flying okay, into okay, sanctuary okay, cities. Okay. But that doesn't alleviate the federal law. Mm-hmm, sure. You know, it just means that the states are defying it. But the federal law is against smuggling, and that's what this is. Um, so I, I do. I think it. it well, and and let's all right. Let's look at it from a positive perspective. What did Ron DeSantis gain by doing this? Balls. Uh, Trump's sure. entire yeah. base. <laughs> they had. Well, all right. Well, let's be honest, Aaron. They had that. He had that. If if it comes down to him versus Trump for the for the primary, uh, Trump's uh, gonna win. Trump's yeah, gonna clean Trump him out, win. dude. Trump's gonna clean him out. It, That's unless, why I, I, unless DeSantis gets charged and says <laughs> "fuck you" and becomes like kind of not not quite a martyr, but like, um, you know, just the face of resistance to federal they, government. They will. I don't know if you're a, if if it's if it's legal to arrest a sitting governor, uh, but like what? you can't you can't arrest a president, right? Have the president know, has to be removed first. Have you, have you guys noticed how much we've learned about like? the laws over the last two years like i feel like we're asking this question every week like can they do this to this guy and the answer is they can do what the fuck ever they want and we're just constantly surprised by it so i don't know that's my case is i i think it was the dumbest thing ron DeSantis has done in his entire tenure as the governor of florida so far unless i mean he's he's done some dumb things you know I mean, unless he correctly insulated himself from it, right? Where he yeah, can be the course. public face of it, but it, legally it's not traced back to him. I mean, of I course, know. but I mean, you know, know, the best way to insulate yourself from a situation where you see, I mean, Corey, you said balls, and in a sense I agree with you, but you and I both know at the end of the day, what do balls mean? Uh, a longer uh, sentence. Me, means yeah, you longer, get, right. Means You're you right. get sucked off behind a golfer on hole nine. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's I, it. I, I can't be the first time that would happen to a man like Ron DeSantis anyway. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, I just I think for very little payoff, it was a huge risk. And now everybody is calling Ron a human trafficker. And that doesn't matter because the public eye already hates the guy. But it did give the FBI a, a nice reason to start investigating where they yeah. didn't have one before. So I'm, I'm going to go with king of the week to Ron in the sense that and, and you know, they in, they. Fox News got out there and interviewed a bunch of the immigrants and they were all like, it's really beautiful out in Martha's Vineyard. You know, thanks for bringing us here, man. Yeah. So like the immigrants don't give a shit, but you that doesn't mean a thing. It doesn't matter. They've just made. a Oh, and by the way, of course, everybody at this point knows the good people of Martha's Vineyard basically called in the army. Yeah. <laughs> and, the National Guard. And, and imprisoned all of these people um, yeah. who would have in Del Rio, Texas, been allowed to go wherever they wanted. Uh, mm. So, you know, but yeah, you can't. What I what I believe is that all these MAGA guys are going to very soon really understand what the term deep state means. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't they don't. I really you would think that the deep state was by name alone with the way that they act sometimes. But they're going to start. I mean, they've been completely neutering Trump's legal team. Now they got a reason to go after DeSantis. They already had a reason to go after Greg Abbott. All of these guys are going to feel very soon what a deep state actually is, and the whole country is going to feel that way too. Anyway, I'm in, I'm feeling quite what negative. What is uh, what is DeSantis's approval rating like? It's it's massive. All right. Yeah, it's massive. They love him, dude. That's but that that's doesn't what stop I'm the FBI. Like, that alone is insulation. Like ah, you say that, man, but I don't know. Yeah, how much do they love him? What, like yeah. Would it, would it be just a news cycle if he were to be, like, handcuffed and stuffed in a fucking... Oh, I mean, it car? would. people would start shooting people in public malls over it, but... Oh, really? Oh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, dude. Hmm. They're looking at their Trump, and they're going, all right, Trump's going to get kneecapped. They're already angry about that. DeSantis was a guy who was widely viewed as the moderate's choice to Trump. And yeah. who's, he's not really a moderate at all, but you know what I mean by that. And yeah. if they handicap him, too... People on the right are, and people on the right make up 50% of this country, man. And the MAGA right makes up probably 30% of this country at this point. Yeah. They, they're going to have a real fucking problem with it if they make a move on Ron DeSantis, but he let himself open. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Be interesting he should have just shipped us to Martha's Vineyard. I know, man. We had to play for, the, pay for our own plane tickets to get here. Yeah. So. They got the Airbnb at least, but still. That's true. Um, <clears throat> Bird, you want to 
dig into your little bag of tricks there for a story? Oh, yeah, sure. We are the number one King Charles III tracking podcast in America. And, As everyone knows. Yeah, and I have been tracking uh, King Charles. Um, I'm going to send you guys a clip. Not a clip. Uh Oh, it's a New York Post article. You'll have to take my you'll have to take my word for it because I know how this goes for you, Carr. He was in Wales recently, which, as I understand it, is a part of the United Kingdom. Uh, And in Wales, he was shaking lots of people's hands, gatherings. By the end of the handshaking, the man's hands are twice as big as they normally are. And, And they're already gigantic. They become engorged. They're ballooning. To the point where the New York Post actually had to write an article about it. <laughs> how had how, bad, it had to how bad it's been. Throwing up their hands in the in the writer's room like, all right. Unbelievable. Got to cover it. He's shaking people's hands after his mom dies. And they're, and his hands were redder and more sensitive than ever. He, he he's, has never addressed the reason why his hands look this way. But like... They're twice the size of his normal hands, and his normal hands are three times the size of a normal person's hands. He's going to take some ibuprofen. That the guy has a fat dick. You know that, right? He's got to have a giant penis. Yeah, probably. Right? That's what that correlates with. That's I all it could be. suppose. Yeah, and probably some heart, hands and probably some heart problems. And flame, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what if he pulls that one out? And, <laughs> and, it, and, it's, and it's just like, a, like one of those... Uh, dyed red sausages that they sell in the package. <laughs> God. <laughs> Jeez. Get that man some Excedrin. The yeah. King's member. No. All the King. He ca- he calls it all the King's men. I am monkeypox. <laughs> Dear, is that a sign of monkeypox? A little sign of the pox. Oh, yeah, so that is disgusting. I want everybody to go look that one up. Mm. Now, here's another story if you want to Here's something quite interesting. We were we've been talking for two weeks now about cars, vehicles that have crashed on the highway and spilled things all over the highway. Mm-hmm. Well, we got another thing. Um, let's see if this news report can enlighten us as to what exactly uh, happened recently. Lacey, this is a semi that overturned and uh, lost its load here. It has also involved this box truck that's uh, on a little bit further east there. Involved this box truck. That but they're being loaded right there now. This semi overturned right at I-40, right where the on-ramp is to go to the new uh, Turnpike Spur here. It is also the Mustang on-ramp. When you get uh, uh, off Mustang to get onto I-40 eastbound, that's also the Mustang on-ramp. That is completely shut down due to he's all the way across the lanes there. So they already got the records here, but there is a lot of stuff to clean up. So this Turnpike Spur and Mustang on-ramp here at I-40 will probably be closed for quite some time. So... You can you can tell that the poor man who has to read this out knows exactly what was in the vehicle, but there's no way he's allowed to say it on TV. Car camp it, Aaron. Several tons of dildos were splayed across the highway when this vehicle crashed. Several tons of dildos. You can hear in there. He cheekily goes, "Vehicle lost its load," mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> which I, I enjoyed. I that up. Yeah, I enjoyed that. So now we're on week three of things crashing, uh, and this time it's dildos. So we've got that. That's good. It's our second penis-related topic of the day. Yeah, that's probably enough for today. Well, third Uh, if you count the monkeypox. That's true. Um, (laughs) Speaking of timelines, where are we at on major domestic incident? I don't think we've checked in on that in at least a week. Oh, (laughs) fuck. Is this the episode this that count- Bird does- finally gets defeated? <laughs> does Martha's Vineyard count as a major domestic incident? Yeah. <laughs> I'm scrambling. We're over time, dude. I think this I don't might think be we are. I think he's still got a week. You think this is the last week? No, no, he's he's done. You're no, all done. No, I think Bird. yeah, I think you. Got you time. think you, Aaron? You think it's been five TLE episodes before this since then? Mm. Four, right? Yeah, maybe four. Four? I think I got one week left. I think yeah. you got a week left. Well, Let hopefully they arrest Ron DeSantis or something, you know? Yeah. TLE 88 was four weeks left on the prediction, and that was three episodes ago. Oh, so, <laughs> I got one week? Yeah. You got one week, I got buddy. one week, man. How are you feeling? Um, well, there's a fucking... Listen, you can spin anything into a major domestic incident. Not, not with me as a co-host, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> no. well, then I was, well, then I was doomed from the start. What can yeah. you say? Yeah. <laughs> 
what can you say? Civil war breaks out. Mm, I don't know. Doesn't doesn't yeah. really qualify for me. Can I pick um, your brains about something, Carr? Please do. How, are you paying attention to the Hoddle Not v. Craig Wright case? Yeah, somewhat. Can you talk to me about that a little bit? Tell me what's going on there. Yeah. Uh, overall, so Craig Wright is kind of like a historic patent troll type guy. He um, created Bitcoin, right? Mm-hmm, yeah, according to yeah. him. Well, uh, I he he is has displayed the fact that he he is essentially just a patent troll. Like, I mean, he makes his money apparently through like repeated lawsuits and stuff like this. I don't really know that much about the guy. I think he's relatively smart. I think he's a little bit of a loose cannon. Uh, and that gets in, and he gets in his own way. So, um, back during, I believe this was during, do you remember when there was the lightning torch back at the beginning of when, uh, the lightning network was kind of coming into fruition and people were passing money around on the lightning network, uh, yeah. more and more and more and more. Uh, and then it was going to, I can't even remember where it ended, but it was like a, a big, but anyway, well, this was kind of a big thumb in the eye of Craig Wright, who was famously on the Bitcoin cash and later Bitcoin uh, SV side of the hard fork wars, uh, who were trying to scale on chain while lightning scaled off chain on a second layer. And people were basically rubbing it in his face. Um, and he had also concurrently to this been claiming to be Satoshi in order to gain social credit, uh, to gain momentum for his fork of Bitcoin, which he was claiming was the real Bitcoin. It was truer to the original white paper, uh, because of course he wrote the white paper, right? So, mm-hmm. um, I, has I, anybody it, actually matched the writing style, by the way, has anybody just simply know, taken the white paper or things he's written and compared the two? Yeah. The, I mean, the, 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 but it, it's weird. It's, it's, it's incredibly inconclusive. Like I've read a mm. good bit on it, um, not because I particularly care who Satoshi was, but just because it's kind of no. interesting. Yeah, because um, you're not in, you're not a Bitcoin cash minded guy. No, where I, what matters is the cred of the person. No, no, I care. It's about the, the code. opposite. It's the opposite of Bitcoin. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's the opposite of the no trust thing. Right, 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 exactly. And 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 for to a large degree, I hope that he stays anonymous. I think that's I think that's a, a good thing. But that's kind well, of he's dead. He died years ago. But he yeah. might have. Um, and so. Uh, you know, people were rubbing it in. And as I, I don't know if you two have noticed this, maybe some of our listeners have noticed this, but sometimes Bitcoiners can be a little bit irritating online um, <laughs> and maybe take things a little bit too far. I'm not Which, saying, by anybody... the way, you're an angel. How I don't know how you managed to do it. Oh, I just float. I float. Um, <laughs> but isn't Bitcoin awesome? Yeah, but Bitcoin's awesome. <laughs> Are you denying that Bitcoin's awesome? Uh, oh, remind me, a, a listener DM me like one. He, he was using that at work and it, it was a pretty. Good, oh, of course. Good, good, I'm good gonna, I'll remind you. Uh, so so basically people were kind of rubbing it in his face online and it probably got a little bit out of hand, especially in DMs. I don't know. I didn't I wasn't really like, you know, I, I find a lot of that stuff just really irritating. So I mute a lot um, and because mostly because it's irrelevant. Yeah. So, uh, Hodlinot was like, I guess one of the big primary aggressors online and, uh, and what do you mean by aggressor? He was, mean? I, yeah, was being, being mean, mean and like, you know, and, and pointing out that Craig Wright was not Satoshi and this and that. So I guess what Craig Wright did was he took Hodlinot to court, um, uh, in Hodlinot's home country, which is Sweden or Norway or wherever it is. And uh, the crux of the case is if Hodlinot, and this is my understanding, I haven't done a super deep dive, but if Hodlinot can prove, can force Craig Wright to prove that he's Satoshi, then all of these attacks on him are, could be considered like, I don't know, like harassment or, or whatever it is. But if Craig Wright can't prove that he's Satoshi, then, you know, then speech that is true is 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 protected right so Mm -hmm. in in that country so that's kind of what this is boiling down to and Mm. um you know it's kind of a clown show and and yeah craig wright like very clearly does like i'm i'm not even like super high level developer understanding of 
absolutely everything about the origins of Bitcoin. Um, but even like I can, you know, when he says stuff, it's like that's just gobbledygook. It's like it doesn't right. make any. It doesn't make. Oh, any I see sense. what you're saying. He doesn't have a the kind of understanding that's demonstrated in the white paper about the. No, no, okay. absolutely not. Yeah, it, and and it's, and it's it's like very very obvious. Uh, okay, and so, and just like can we? Who's Craig Wright? Real quick, what's his cred? Where's he come from? Uh, you know, I I, I is think he a coder. Uh, I I believe that he. Um, is a computer scientist. Okay. I don't know how pr- proficient he is with code itself, but I right. believe if my, uh, from what I've read is that he basically, I think he's from Australia and I think he's one of these guys that just spent all of his years in school and he would get research grants and things like that. And then mm. form, form like, you know, he, um, uh, you know, research companies and get funding and kind of made his bones that way. And mm. then be, you know, became kind of more of a, patent troll uh to for continued funding I, i'm oversimplifying but i, I just don't it's like care the edison of his day yeah right so um anyway so he's you know that's that's kind of been his story and he's been pretty infamous in the bitcoin world for for years and and has never you know the the bitcoiners say well if you if you are satoshi we have we know or we can assume within reasonable doubt at least the Genesis block was mined yeah. by Satoshi yep. and the, and the coin. And then, you know, probably the X, Y, and Z blocks after that. So if you are Satoshi, then you should have the private keys to these code to, to the, to the Bitcoin that was distributed with those original blocks. All you, all you need to do is sign a message with your private keys, uh, showing that you, uh, are the owner of that. And then obviously he has just made this absolutely otherworldly difficult and, and claims that he just, you know, had, all of these keys are protected by various trusts under corporate structures. And he would need to, you know, phone uh, Abdul in Northern Pakistan to sign off on this uh, corporate entity that's registered in the, uh, in the East Caribbean, you know, uh, you know, basically just creating this. (laughs) Abdul release my keys, release the keys. Yeah. (laughs) So it's, it's um, I mean, it's kind of interesting like to read about uh in some sense, but it's also so. You don't think we're gonna get the identity of Satoshi anytime soon? Really? I don't think. I kind of don't think ever at this point. <sighs> so that's disappointing. Yeah. Now I think that we will get more and more people claiming that they're Satoshi over time, but uh, I don't. Think I'm Satoshi. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. So yeah. So Aaron? we're all Satoshi, really. Yeah. At the end of the day. Um. So oh, anyway, God. that's where that stands. <laughs> Oh, okay. Good to know. Um, yeah. I figured we were going to get some some Satoshi revelations out of that, but yeah. No. Um, okay. What else we got here? Oh, what happened with the fellow who DM'd you? Oh, God. Yeah, let me pull it up. That oh, yeah. Pull good. that one up. Uh, while you do that, uh, I will do one more. Very brief. I was researching this. Um, actually, we had a listener um, message this to me, and then I had to do some reading. So website website called ReviewJournal.com. Um, I don't know if it is a Las Vegas-based journalist outlet, uh, but it certainly has involved some Las Vegas journalists. You remember from the last episode, uh, the journalist uh, German, who was murdered uh, by Towles, the prospective candidate for, I believe, mayor of Las Vegas? Well, uh, interestingly enough, uh, that guy wrote an article about how they were trying to put out a... FOIA for records involving the Las Vegas shooting. Oh, oh. Hmm. Yeah. So that guy's dead now. Um, involved in that case. Would be really convenient if it wasn't actually Tells who ended up killing him. And it was just Tells who's kind of a loose cannon who could totally be believably a guy who killed the journalist. Yeah, Patsy. And it was actually the FBI. Ooh. That's interesting. So, you know, I'm just That's saying we'll keep an eye on it. We'll keep an eye uh, on it. That officially, the law, the the FBI investigated the Las Vegas shooter and determined that he had no motive. Is that that still the, the that official is, story? That is the still the official story, yeah. That's mind-blowing. The largest mass killing in American history, one of the largest in the history of the world. Well... That wasn't done by some general in the 1400s yes, or something Yes, civilian, like that, yeah? civilian on civilian type yeah, thing. Civilian yeah. on civilian, yeah. That's a good way of putting it, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy, man. So we'll never know it was done for no reason in particular. 
I, I still strongly believe the guy was a gun runner who was probably working with Al Qaeda um, out in New Mexico. But that's yeah, just I mean, my take. It's right there, you know, right, right there, where all, all of those things, those weird. Yeah. I mean, that's. Yeah, there's a weird triangle in that part of the world. Weird of, stuff happens in the mountains. Up yeah, there. really weird stuff. So we're going to be the number one. Uh, may, killed, killed by the F- yeah. killed by the FBI podcast. <laughs> yeah, eventually we'll be on. The, we'll be tracking ourselves. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and they're uh, entering my yeah. door right it'll now. Be two, and now. it'll be two people. It'll be one Wednesday. Yeah. The two of you will get on and go. All right, so Bird was killed by the All FBI. Right, so, yeah. so we and are. And the next week, the... it's just Aaron. <laughs> and by the way, Aaron and Aaron shows up ten minutes late. Yeah. <laughs> Audio is terrible. <laughs> and for and some reason, get... I never die. <laughs> <laughs> yes. For some reason. For some reason. Oh, it's really crazy what happened to the two of them, but I'm feeling just great. <laughs> <laughs> the, the ultimate conclusion of consolidating power in the union for the podcast. And you, start, and you carry on, and the show gets better than ever, and they wow. forget about us. <laughs> oh, what an arc. What an arc. You couldn't, yeah. couldn't write it. Yep. That's yeah, good. man. Uh, you find me, that let, thing, Car? Yeah, I did. Okay, so this is a, a listener, and I don't know if he wants to be. Uh, so, sh- can I can can I just give one piece backstory for people who may not have gotten to the last episode? Yes, please do. So, please go listen to the last episode because Car and I were together, and we just had sort of a magical moment with one another that felt very fagcasty, uh, where we were just kind of chatting, talking about our days and our frustrations. And Car and I are sitting there, and DMs going, "Why was this episode so popular?" But for some reason, by the way, it did, it did twice as many listens as the normal episode yeah, it was we crazy. do. I, I don't know why, but the people enjoyed it. And it was just, Car, you have a theory about uh, um, controversy control with other people, let's say. So go listen to that episode if you don't understand the context here. But, Car, you gave out some amazing advice that's really being put into practice (laughs) uh, here. So So go ahead. I'm going to assume that most people have probably listened to that episode, so I'm going to just go right into it. So I get a DM uh, this morning. I don't, I don't know if this, uh, if this guy wants to be shouted out like for anonymity sake. So I won't, but I will give you a shout out if you want it. Just DM me. So uh, ten, ten twenty three this morning, I get a DM. It's barely nine in the morning, and I'm just making coffee. Coworker starts going off about Christian quote unquote climate deniers. Little does she know, I've actually been waiting for this moment. I managed to fit two awesomes into the conversation. First, when she said, <laughs> first when she said how bad global warming is getting, I just said I think the Earth is getting more awesome. <laughs> then, when she oh, said wow. how dumb it is to think Earth was created in seven days, I just said the Earth is pretty awesome, whether it was created in seven <laughs> days or millions of years. <laughs> That's that is, great. Yeah, it's it really just That's exactly it. the spirit that we're it, looking for. It exactly is. It's so good. Wow. Um it, branching off of that, Aaron, did you did you listen to the last episode? No. Okay. Nope. I have a a good idea that I I think it's a good idea. Bird and I again we're, we were kind of uh, we were kind of in a, in in our creative element there for for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Should not have me on episodes. Anymore. Yeah, yeah. It, it went it went surprisingly well. It went surprisingly well. Well, that's why we start disappearing is because yeah, exactly. we're finally ready to get off the show. <laughs> um. Uh. We were. Do you remember, Aaron? Do you remember when? made that uh like little infographic meme about how what was it like white or white white people can't i'm gonna i'm gonna have to blur out his name because i don't know if it's public that he created that okay okay yeah yeah, Uh, let me let me yeah okay uh let's say somebody we know was involved in the creation of an infographic yes uh Um, and i don't even remember do you remember what exactly it was it was hilarious i i think it said White people um, can't be wh- trans or something. White people can't be trans. Oh yes, and it and it went viral and like and people started freaking out because it was kind of like God, it was almost it, believable. Yeah, it did was, it, it link w- to like Black Rifle Coffee or was that was yes, that yes yes yes? And it you can was. blur him out too. Uh, okay, yep. Uh, so, so I want anyway, like. I think in the in the uh, spirit of meme warfare that that a lot of our community has essentially embraced, one thing that I would like to see us try to to, to form and push into the collective consciousness is an infographic in the same manner as the person that I just mentioned made that. Um, 
as we get into the winter here and as Europe begins to become very cold and uh, mm. very devoid of energy with which to heat themselves, that we need to create a, a social movement for burning your household trash in order to increase uh, carbon dioxide in the atmosphere and warm the earth for Europe. Yeah, because Europe heating prices going way up. Yeah. Winter's getting very cold. And the only way we're going to be able to save the good people of Ukraine got to do to... Ukraine specifically, right? Yes, because Ukraine. For yes. some reason, everybody cares about that little shithole in Europe. Yep. We have to burn trash. We got to burn trash. So go out there, listeners, start burning trash uh, <laughs> yep. on the street. And when somebody comes up to you, you say, isn't this awesome? Don't you love fire? Isn't that awesome? <laughs> so as we, get in, as we get into October, November, December, and it starts to cool off in Europe, I really think that we should develop some infographics and really try to push them out there. Because I think that could be really, really funny to see, to see them have to deal with that PR. This and is I think we have the power to do it. we get charged for, by yeah. the way. The scandal. We get yeah. charged for scandalizing. God. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's do it. I, we got a lot of talented artists out there. Somebody take a crack at making a fake infographic that says something to the effect of burn trash for Europe. Yeah. And, and it can be anything. Like, you can run. You, it doesn't have to be specifically that, too. We could, we could do other, like, uh, uh, <laughs> environmentally harmful things, but it has to be in service of Ukraine and, and yeah. warming, the, warming the environment or, glo- you know, including global warming uh, to, to help Ukraine. I think that would be we a, had a, a listener, lot of fun. We had a listener go into Dolly, the AI art generating program, and created basically a great photograph that described like Ukrainians sitting around a tire fire, keeping themselves warm. <laughs> yep. ah, excellent. Yeah. It's yeah. excellent stuff. If, if somebody could like put that in a corporate Memphis style infographic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, really yeah. like Globo homo artwork where nobody has any facial features. That yes. Are all yeah. Strange yeah. Colors. Cause that's, that's the yeah. same one as that BIPOC one was it, yeah, it was like that. One, so yeah. it was, it looked very real. You can't push the limits too much. You have to, you have to mm-hmm. just smuggle in some, some damaging information uh, with the veneer of, you know, Globo homo uh, world economic forum funded uh, artwork for an infographic. Yeah. Yes. Although That's you actually request. probably can go a little bit farther than Carr is saying because look how far Long Deer went and that was completely unbelievable. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> obviously fake, and half of the people who saw it were like, "Wow, I've seen the same thing in the woods." Yeah. That was a good one. <laughs> liars, that was fun. fucking liars. <laughs> I, I think we're, I'm just very excited for a lot of projects we got coming up. Yeah, it's we're it's doing, gonna we're be fun. A lot of good stuff going on. Yeah. You know what I'm not excited for? Here's the What's transition. You ready for this? Yeah. There's a beer shortage, fellas. Oh God. Oh yeah. Why? There's a beer shortage, and this is going to tie. Car, I picked this story specifically to tie further in. Beer shortage because of a lack of the of a carbon dioxide supply. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so uh, delivery delivery has been running over the past few weeks. Uh, a couple of brewing companies have been making complaints that there is a worldwide carbon dioxide production shortage caused by natural contamination of the Jackson Dome, which is a Mississippi reservoir of CO2 that comes from a, an extinct volcano. <laughs> uh, uh, carbon dioxide, a thing which you breathe out, is costing three to four times as much as it did just a month ago. Just a month ago. The new shortage, obviously, is a threat to the beer industry's rebound from the pandemic, which already took a massive hit there. Many uh, breweries were forced to close. There are some companies that are using reclaimed CO2, which I assume is you fart in a bag and then give it to them, and that's reclaimed CO2. I don't really know how it works anyway, but that's what's going on there. Um, so in the vein, Carve, what you're saying, I selected this story because it was perfect. If you want to do an infographic about the beer shortage and burning trash, that'll work just fine too. Yeah. We got a lot of things, man. That sounds like quite a brouhaha. Oh. All right. FBI's got to get you first after that one. <laughs> yeah. You got to go first. <laughs> uh, I only got uh, one, two other stories here, but one I think we need to keep our eye on, so it's not a huge story. And the second one is pretty funny. Uh, and then I'm tapped out. First one is FedEx having some major problems. Yeah, I saw this. Oh, yeah. So FedEx, uh, it seems like what ended up happening was that FedEx either lied about their numbers and then couldn't back it up or forecasted their numbers accurately 
and took something like a, a I think it was like a 30% decline in stock value. Yeah. Um, news, uh, uh, listeners, this is, shouldn't be news to anyone, comes directly from the god himself, Steve Bannon, at War Room, War Room Podcast. FedEx is the center of basically everything. In the same way that energy is the source of the price of almost everything else, in one sense or another, price being subjective, but influenced by external forces, certainly. The FedEx takedown is going to drive the prices of everything up massively. They had to lay off a bunch of employees. Uh, their supply lines are fucked already, of course. So on top of everything else that we've been dealing with now, keep your eye on FedEx because it's probably only going to get worse for them. I think that's close to a domestic incident. Well, nah, you're not going to get away with that. But I think wasn't the root of that issue. Well, it may have had multiple roots, but wasn't the root of that issue that there was a big labor strike? There, I believe there was a labor strike. Yes, there was a labor strike. I don't know yeah, if we can call rails, that the right? root of the. Well, issue. I think I think the 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 uh, <clears throat> uh, rail workers unions or whatever uh, were striking, and then FedEx hopped hopped on board. I think that's what happened. I, you know, I, I was hearing something about that. I didn't connect the dots there. Um, but the thing is, yeah, I guess you, I don't know. I don't know if you really can, but this doesn't happen to most companies where a strike occurs. And so they underperform their numbers by such a dramatic amount. Okay. There, I see what you're there, saying. Yeah. There is some suspicion that they lied about their numbers. Um, so they are being investigated now that they, 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 they forecasted their numbers way higher than they were ever going to be able to hit, and which would be a problem for the stockholders, obviously. Uh, and then they massively underperformed. There's probably a few reasons for it, but all I know is that that is definitely the case. The forecast was too high, and they massively underperformed. And it's going to drive the prices of fucking everything up even further than already it's already at. So... Okay, let me here. Uh, I, I got an article pulled up. Okay, here. cool. Um, one uh, was from three weeks ago, talking about how FedEx uh, workers were threatening to strike over the holidays. So that may have mm. th that one was from three weeks ago. So it's it's not exactly new, but um, uh, that would be I, that, within the domestic incident time frame. No, by the way, okay, no. um, here's another one. One of the biggest strikes. This is from uh, September sixth. So still two weeks ago, but uh, over the let's see. One of the biggest strikes in U.S. history is brewing at UPS. Over the past year, the nascent labor movements at mighty corporations like Starbucks and Amazon have grabbed national attention, but less well-known is a looming high-stakes clash between one of America's oldest unions and one of the world's biggest package couriers. Um, and the world's biggest package courier. You talking about UPS? That's what it looks like. Contract negotiations are set to begin in the spring between... Oh, in the spring, okay. Between UPS and the Teamsters Union ahead of their current contracts expirations at the end of July 2023, already the before Teamsters. the talks have even started, labor experts are predicting that the, one, that the drivers and package handlers will go on strike. The question is how long it will be, said Todd. I don't even know what that name is. Professor of Labor Relations at Rutgers. The uh, union's president ran and won on taking a more militant approach. Even if they're very close to a deal, the rank and file will be hungry to take on the company. If that happens, the strike at UPS would affect nearly every household in the country. An estimated 6% mm -hmm. of the nation's gross domestic product is moved in UPS trucks every year. The explosive growth of online retail has made the company and its drivers more crucial than ever in the nation's struggling supply chain. Beyond the co company's home deliveries, it also delivers many of the goods found in stores, factories, and offices, yada, yada, yada. So, so that's UPS. That's yeah. not FedEx. But yeah, I see no. what you're saying. It's kind of all converging. That I actually didn't know about the UPS thing, so that makes the whole either. industry even worse. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, right. I, you would think strategically speaking that if uh fedex employees see that ups labor unions are going on strike and yes, rail unions are absolutely. going on strike hey strike you know hit, hit while the iron's hot so um, yeah nobody wants to work but everybody wants to strike yeah everybody's ready to go man so yeah, yeah that'll i mean that's, that'll uh, be the case i i am not surprised by that but um that's gonna hurt for sure oh yeah so um i got one more story here okay uh and i, I you know I'm t this is my like King of the week, but I've got problems with uh, his dirty business. Okay. But we'll get into it. A food company executive was arrested on a pair of charges after reportedly biting a man's nose in the parking lot of a Fayetteville of the of the Fayetteville Stadium on Ooh. Saturday night. 
I think I Doug, know who this is. Doug Ramsey, 53, of Fayetteville, was arrested on September 17th on charges of terroristic threatening and third-degree battery. According to a preliminary report, the incident occurred in the parking lot of Razorback Stadium following Arkansas's victory over Missouri State. Just after 10 p.m., an officer was dispatched to Gate 15 for a disturbance that had previously occurred in the Stadium Drive garage parking lot. The responding officer found two males with bloody faces on the scene. Ramsey was arrested and booked into Washington County Jail. Ramsey was heard threatening to kill the owner of the Subaru that he was fighting. He bit his nose, ripped the flesh off his nose, pulled him into the car, and started punching his body. Who is Ramsey? He's like the penguin in Batman Returns. And who is he? The chief, chief operations officer of Beyond Meat. Oh, I was going to say Tyson Chicken. According to the Tyson Foods website, Ramsey had been a member of Tyson Foods' poultry business since 1992 and was the the global president of McDonald's business in 2019. Good for him. And now he's the chief operating officer, chief operations officer of Beyond Meat, a corporation that grows fake meat in a jar for people who were grown in jars. Yes. So that's where we're at. This is my king of the week because it's pretty cool to bite someone's nose off in a parking lot and then beat the shit out of them in their car and know you're going to get away with it because you're probably one of the richest men in the country. It's pretty cool. It's not cool that he pushes what they're referring to as Zog meat. <laughs> Zog slop, yeah. Zog slop, yeah, which is a new phrase. You know what's crazy? I'm sorry. This is a, a sort of a tangent from that. Zog slop. Do you know where I learned that term from? Buzzfeed. <laughs> it was an article. Neo Nazis are using a new phrase, Zog slop. And I was like, you know what? It is Zog slop. <laughs> what? Every, I feel like every time I get taught a new offensive term, it's from the people who don't want me to know it. Well, Maybe anyway. There's a lesson in there. I don't know. There probably is. Shout out to uh, Mr. Once again, Doug Ramsey, 53, of Fightville, uh, for his terroristic threats and third-degree battery of a guy who may, may have deserved it. You never know. You really don't know, right? You don't know. We don't know what happened. We just know that he was the winner of the confrontation. That's all we, at the end of the day, that's all that counts. That's all that counts. So, Doug, you're king of the week. You're welcome on the show anytime. Uh, but I don't approve of the business that you are the operations officer of. And yeah, with that, I'm out of stories. Historically opaque with their, uh, with their environmental impact. <laughs> yep. Studies. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of amazing how the, the, the artificial food crowd and, the, and big sugar... You know, their fan bases are usually at odds with one another, but they love shaking hands when it comes to the environmental destruction of the state of Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Very interesting how that works. Two sides of the same coin. That's all I got, Carr. Yeah, I don't know if I got anything else uh, of note. I got an update on Little Amal. Oh, Oh, what? We both missed this? Wow. Thank you. Yeah, so uh, Little Amal was actually in Times Square recently. Oh, really? And uh, she received a warm welcome. Um, (laughs) The article from Gothamist begins, Uh Immigrants to the U.S. haven't been particularly welcomed lately. (laughs) (laughs) Martha's Vineyard being a particularly hostile place, as we found out. Florida Florida Governor Ron DeSantis seized headlines last week when he flew migrants who had recently arrived in Texas to Martha's Vineyard. It was okay when they were in Texas, by the way. It was fine (laughs) when they were in in the desert of Del Rio, Texas. Oh, he... They go on to say Uh, the move recalled Texas Governor Wheels sending buses of migrants to Washington, D.C. and New York City. How great would it be if they really said wheels? (laughs) (laughs) Meme that into existence. (laughs) (laughs) But here in New York, a 10-year-old Syrian girl is getting a different reception. Oh, my God. Her name is Little Maul, 
and she's a 12-foot puppet who's supposed to represent a refugee looking for her mother. Her name, Amal, means hope in Arabic. Oh. A 12-foot puppet meeting a bunch of 5- and 6-foot puppets. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I don't, you didn't hear this on the last one, probably, Aaron, but before she went to Times Square the day beforehand, she was in um, one of the neighborhoods that I grew up in, Astoria, Queens, a very big Greek neighborhood, mm. and she visited a brewery called St. Anne's Brewery. That's right, St. Anne's Brewery. St. Anne's, St. Anne's, St. Anne's, St. Anne's Brewery. So... You know, if it couldn't be more obvious. Um, you want to know something hilarious? When when we're talking about refugees and little Amal, mm-hmm. do you know what Amal means in Hebrew? Well, it obviously doesn't mean hope. <laughs> no, it does not mean hope. What does it mean? It means shit? something that it, it it means something that like just taps into my mind when I think of refugees. Okay. Uh, toil or labor. <laughs> well, that is really quite interesting, dude. That is, there's a lot behind the scenes, a lot hey, of scarlet threads to tie. You know what? We're the, we're the, we're the number one Little Amal tracking podcast. I hope our audience looks to us first for, they do. as their main source of information. They do. Do you know that I get DMs about where Little Amal is? I ju- uh, yeah. Um, somebody just posted something about her, which was why I... You, you know we get tagged in every single Little Amal post. Yeah. Yep. Just about. I mean, if you check your notifications, you will find at least one within five. Mm-hmm. Easily. I also just got tagged in a post, uh, Bird, you did too, and also the Timeline Earth account <laughs> with a tweet. Somebody tagged oh, us no, on this tweet. I see uh, it. There is a Russian <laughs> streaming a gas stove burning to troll Europeans. <laughs> and he's just set up a live webcam of him burning his stuff on burner. And it says 144 euros a month 24 7. <laughs> oh my god. Oh wow. Oh. Holy shit, you can't read the so Cyrillic, good. but you don't need to. Uh, the numbers do all you need. <laughs> yeah, <that's crazy>. Wow. 24-7. <laughs> wow. Man. God, okay. I just, that's awesome. Yeah. And I wouldn't deny it was. All right. Well, uh, boys, should we should we yeah, wrap it we up? Just, we got any final thoughts? We just thoughts? hit our mandatory hour, so I yeah, don't think we owe anybody anything more than this. That's true. All right. Well, until next week, two hands on the wheel. Well...